Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to 2017. No, wait, you don't welcome back to 2017. I don't think we've been. I'm going to start again. <laughs> this time with the Beverly Hills 90210 theme tune. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Game of Thrones Raven On, the podcast where you're super sexy like a Hollywood teenager in the 90s. I don't know why I did that, I just, <laughs> I heard the Beverly Hills 90210 theme song recently and was like, yeah, that's a podcast we have, intro. That's a podcast. It is yeah. a podcast intro. It's, it's one ready to go. I am, who am I? I'm Natalie. I'm very confused. Mm. And well, it's been so long that they might have forgotten who we are. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, sorry about that. Oh, no, I did do a podcast with my grandmother earlier this year, but yes. I haven't podcasted with you. No. Stu. Hello, Stuart everyone. Late, as you know, uh, the world's resident expert on Game of Thrones. <laughs> my assiduous no pressure. Uh, study buddy for the show <laughs> and podcast co-host. Yeah, so it's it's a Tuesday night. We've gotten together, had some food, That's and it. we're going to do, because we're six weeks out from season seven starting, Yeah. and oh my God, the wait is... It's terrible. We should have been podcasting by now. I know. It's... It feels weird. We're in the middle of winter. Winter came. It did. In the show and in real life. Yeah. And we're not <laughs> podcasting yet. We had, to, we, we had to get back into it. So we're doing a podcast a week, kind of recapping a season per week. Yeah. Um, because last year, you might remember, we tried to start a rewatch. I think we got through series one and then the series six started. Yes. So... And we were just super busy earlier this year with different things. I had shows. She was selling a house. So we just couldn't make it work. So we've decided we're going to do some <laughs> some lead-in podcasts just to catch up, chat totally. about the show. Now, I will say we did do the first half of season two. Shut up, Stu. We did there. <laughs> we did like five episodes? We did five, episode, episodes. five, five episodes. Five episodes. Okay. But that was before season six started. Yes. And then after season six finished, I accidentally threw a cup of Pepsi Max over my computer. <laughs> now, in my defense, I tripped over a cat scratch pole. Of course. And being the kind of person that I am, mm. didn't want the glass to kind of hit the floor and shatter. Totally. So I sacrificed my own knees <laughs> in this kind of stealthy gymnastic, you know, move that I pulled out of nowhere. I was, I was right here... And I stepped and I was going down in slow motion, but I was able to get my glass and put it on the table that we're sitting at now and then hit the floor, both knees, crashed got, down to my hips. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The, the podcast budget got lifted. <laughs> and crashed to the floor. Even though I'd, I'd put the glass down, the, the motion of the kind of the tripping motion yeah. had propelled the liquid from the glass <laughs> so by the time it hit the table or rather was placed on the table the liquid had spilled all over my computer yes which promptly fizzed out so so to sum up you tripped over and spilled some Pepsi yep. on you on your computer yeah so yep. it's really the cat's fault but absolutely well, it's I, always the cat's fault. i was able to claim it on insurance and i got nice a one. new computer and, so. and it did make those episodes lost classics they are because, lost look, look, guys, can I can I tell you? They were our best work. Oh, um, amazing. The jokes, the repartee. Like, so clever. The back and forth. So on point. Just the best work we've ever done. I have the computer in there, and they, they did say you could take it to one of those places where you can... Rec- Never recover them. Yeah. <laughs> Never recover them. They are, they are lost 
class. They are perfect gems. They're like those old Doctor Who episodes. That's it. And when they yes. found them again, everyone went, ooh. <laughs> went, oh, well, they're, they're not so great, are they? They just didn't live yeah. up to my childhood memories. They exist now in the Mind ether. you, sort of modern Doctor Who is kind of like that now anyway, That's isn't right. it? <laughs> oh, Doctor, oh. I think, do you know, I was thinking about this recently because we used to have parties. I used to have like screenings here of Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah, I've been to many. And least. back when it first kind of around, I guess the late David Tennant into the Matt Smith era. Yeah. And everyone who was Doctor Who fans, all these Doctor Who fans would come around to my place and we would sit and we would watch it on the TV. And my TV, you know, vastly got outpaced in terms of size and <laughs> stereo, whatever. But people were quite happy to come around and we'd all crowd into my, you know, little flat yeah, and it was watch awesome. Doctor Who and then discuss it. And it was all very, you know, you weren't allowed to talk while it was on. It was all very hush-hush. <laughs> and it, then it went to, you know, they, they screen them now at five in the morning and... As soon as they're done yeah. in the UK. and That's true, um, actually. Yeah. And everyone sort of watches them now. And also, I think they didn't have the same pull as they once did in terms of that Doctor Who magic. And Yeah, well, I mean, well, the, the, the series has been back for 10 years. Like, literally yeah. 10 years. Like, it's... 12. 12, it 12 2005 now, yeah. when it first, um, it first came back. That's it. So, I mean, you know, any TV show is a little bit old and stale yeah. by that point. Like, yeah. But, I mean... I feel bad, but I, I often think maybe I should try and do one of those again, but I don't know that anyone would come. This is now the Doctor Who podcast. <laughs> yeah, um. so we've gone extra nerdy. <laughs> and um, so my theory about the Sontarans is... <laughs> we won't go any further. This is a Game of Thrones podcast. It is. This is just sort of the warming up. And also, I think a little bit of trepidation because we sort of said to each other, yeah, yeah, let's look in and do some research on series one <laughs> and uh, and talk about the show. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't I didn't do that. So I, <laughs> I think, well, my, my research consisted of a quick scan of Wikipedia on the way over here. So. Well, I did watch about half of season one with my grandmother up in Vanuatu. Yes, yeah. And I'm not sure if she was able to finish it off because it was quite a tricky getting the files to... Yeah, you know, she seemed to like it though. She seemed to really she engage did. with it. That well, she said, "I think with me there, able to kind of explain things to her as we went along." Yes, like who's that? That who was that? And was he this? And was you know? But she <laughs> and aren't did, they brother and sister? Yeah, but I think the key takeaway was when she said, "Oh, it's very violent," but, uh, but uh, you do want to know what happens next, don't you? <laughs> and then she said something about very, very, uh, this very bad sex. Like and I think she meant like. <laughs> <coughs> you know, those early scenes with Danny and Carl Drogo. <laughs> Very bad scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I forgot these were in here. Now I'm watching this with my 92-year-old grandmother. This is Orkies. Thank heavens she has macular degeneration. Although, yes. as we know, if I've told the story on the podcast before, which I may have done, she accidentally, when we went to New York uh, three years ago, I took my grandmother to New York, uh, she accidentally ordered pornography on the hotel room. You, you have told me yeah, the story. Yeah, the in-room yes. hotel service. I'm not That's sure if amazing. I've told that one on the podcast, but yeah, she accidentally <laughs> uh, hit up some porn and <laughs> yeah, was um, quite embarrassed by it and said, don't tell your father, don't tell your father. <laughs> and when I found out, I was like, Gran, I've already emailed him and it's on Twitter. That's so, it, yes. <laughs> you know. This, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I'm telling everyone. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and I have this fantastic picture. I should try to find it where I got it to hold up like the bill with the itemized list <laughs> of movies, three of which were pornos. She'd ordered a whole bunch of, she didn't realize it because, you know, they're quite confusing those systems. And when you can't see properly yeah. and you're negotiating you hit the button, a, hit the button movie, turns yeah. out you're buying things. So she'd bought a whole bunch of stuff, but then, yeah, three of them were... 
I think one of them was Apple Bottomed Girls or, yeah, something like that. And I was like, that's... A good selection. Yeah, yeah, yes. it was classy stuff. Um, <laughs> so, anyway... <laughs> Grandmother porn aside, what Stu and I just did before we started the podcast is we we put we gave ourselves a minute on the stopwatch yes. to write down everything we remembered about season one. Which is both the longest time you've ever seen and not no, no time, time at all. all. Uh, because we thought, let's just brain dump, what do we remember? Like, what stands <laughs> out? And I have to tell you, I basically was like 45 seconds in and went... Shit, I'm supposed to be doing the whole season, not just the first episode. <laughs> so most of what I've written down is the first episode. So do we want to take it like one-on-one or, or well, you how do, do you... you do what you got and then I'll, I'll do what okay, I got. Okay, all right. And we'll, we'll, we'll compare notes. Okay, so this is what I've written. Uh, winter is coming. Of course. Bran out a window. Right, yes. <laughs> Exclamation point. <laughs> Tyrion shot or short? I think I was trying to encapsulate. Probably enca- I think short. It was short. I think I was trying to encapsulate the whole like, he's a dwarf, he's an imp. That that sort of feeling yes. with him. Joffrey shit. Right. That was a phrase I've used there. Danny crap. <laughs> but the reason I wrote that right. was to the reason I wrote that was to indicate that I did not like her in the first series. Right. Okay. Like okay, well, that's I, really interesting. I found her. Char- I found her like acting the weakest. But yes. I, looking back now in that's hindsight, well, I think she developed as an actor, but I also think that that was a part of the character journey that I just wasn't picking up on. It was, but she was also the worst actress. Oh, you think so? Yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. 100%. But anyway. Sorry. But yeah, she she <laughs> she's had the kind of trembling ingenue yeah. sort of thing, absolutely. but it didn't seem real. It didn't seem super believable at first. But then, of course, I love her and I have yes. four seasons. Exactly. But... Um, I just remember feeling that in the first season. She was like the character I was kind of meh about. <laughs> um, I also have written here, just to echo my grandmother, Carl's scary sex. <laughs> Carl. um, scary sex. That's a yeah. That's another interesting thing. I've then written Jorah. <laughs> just Jorah. Of course. Just Jorah. Um, Rob War. So right. I think that was that Rob ended up leading yes. you know, them into yeah, yeah, battle. Yeah. Robert dead by boar. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Crown for a king. So that was when oh, yeah. Carl. Was awesome? Yep. Of course it was. Killed uh, Viserys. Ned Stark head. Exclamation point. Right. <laughs> Arya sword and Sirio yes. Pharrell. Absolutely. And just as the time you, was running out, yes, I yeah. wrote Jon Snow. No shirt. No shirt. Well, I was about to say, that, I was about to say there was no Jon Snow on that list. Oh, there was. Uh, uh, there was. The fa- maybe I didn't write that, but I just wanted to say that last because I thought yes. that was the funniest thing that I wrote and <laughs> possibly saddest. Um, so what did you have on your okay. one minute challenge? So mine, mine is both more wide ranging and more specific. So I, I kind of I kind of went through a, a just a stream of consciousness thing where I just the first I was I did the first thing that popped into my head and then I started back from there. Okay. So my one starts with Ned Stark head chop. Oh nice. Right? So nice. that was the first thing that popped in my head about season one. That's the most sort of you know shocking yep. event out it of the is, whole yeah, thing. It is, yeah, it is. Next is Robert Baratheon killed by Boar. Hey, matchy. That's, that's Snap. matchy. Yep, we've, Snap. Got a, we've got a match there. Cersei drinks wine. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's in there. Tyrion also drinks wine. <laughs> Arguably more than Cersei. <laughs> yes. And then I kind of went on a Tyrion sort of kick for a bit. So then I said Tyrion and the Moon Door. Tyrion and Bronn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Tyrion and Bronn. Oh, my, my favorite Bronn. Bronn. Remember Bronn? 
um, Tyrion and Shay, Tyrion and Jon Snow, because I realized yeah, at that point yeah. I hadn't even written Jon Snow yet. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. well, of course he's in there somewhere. And then I said, Jon joins the watch. And that was when our time, time, time ran, ran out. out. So that was my list. You so just, I went on a bit of a Tyrion kick because yeah, obviously he's, he's the your best favorite. part of yeah. the And I history. remember so much how you, much you loved Bronn and Tyrion. Like, Tyrion and Bronn. Like I went, way back in the day when yeah. we were still just workmates, I think. Yes. Um, <laughs> and we'd talk about the show. It was just all Tyrion and Bronn. Tyrion and Bronn is the best. It's the best. Even now, like I remember when we went back and rewatched it, it's still like so good. Just yeah. the banter between them. It's great. I'd watch a whole show of that. And the moon door. Like, I'd forgotten yes, the moon yeah, door. And thing. crazy Lysa Aaron. Lysa the Aaron. crazy breastfeeding <laughs> seven-year-old. Do you know, I have a really hard time. I'm just going to admit this, people. This is, you know, this is a place for honesty. I have a really hard time on Facebook. You know, when, like, women post about breastfeeding, like, <laughs> like really long. Yeah. Like, like years. <laughs> And I, you know, and I like, I'm one of those people who's like, I feel that teeth is nature's way of telling you, of telling stop. you it's, yeah. that's, that's good. Um, they are now able to chew their own food. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, and look, no shade, no totally shade to, no. to people who choose to do that. I absolutely believe Live your true self in doing whatever it makes you happy, but I just kind of find it creepy it's, and i it's don't a little bit creepy. you know it, there's a reason the show made it creepy because yeah. it is creepy it's, it's super creepy you know when you can <laughs> ask for it <laughs> i just yeah. again i'm i'm so sorry there'll be someone listening who'll be like well that's it i'm writing a complaint uh dear raven on podcast you are um intolerant of people making free choices again i can't i'm sorry i'm so sorry i just it i find it really hard and then yes. you know and these you know often women i know because it's on facebook maybe not super well but like how like, old are we talking what what sort of age oh uh, well you know where they're sort of they're, they're like between two and three and they're like yep still happily breastfeeding and oh, i'm like okay. mm, because you don't have to though, they're do always you? they're always posting an article about like a woman who's like my kids five or six and they're still and I'm like oh no if you're going to school yeah no, I really no, no, feel no. like that's, school that's definitely is definitely a cutoff school is the outer limit <laughs> absolutely of, of that, that, that that's like the hard ceiling at which yeah. you should not be doing well that they anymore. they say it's very bonding but I I also feel that at some point the kids got to stand on their own two feet yes. and bloody well learn to pick up a glass yes. Um, <laughs> At the very least, decant. Parenting like, with Matt and Stu. Neither <laughs> two, of us have children. Two childless people. <laughs> but I have cats. and That's true. You know, people, Identical to children. People think, well, can I tell you? you can. This is maybe too much information. <laughs> but I wake up a lot of times with the cat sitting right on my chest. Like yes. this morning, mm-hmm. Crystal, I kept pushing her off. She came back and sat right on my chest. Now, I, you know, I'm quite well endowed in the chest area. I'm... You know, not, not, uh, you know, I don't boast about it. <laughs> I, I find it, it's quite intrusive or no, not opposite. What's the opposite of it? It's, it's an obstacle <laughs> <laughs> to like jogging yes. or, you know, a lot of things. Um, even when I'm weightlifting, it's like trying to do a barbell row and it's like, wow, I can't, there's some, what? But what I'm saying is there obviously can be comforting. Mm. The sure. lady lumps. Absolutely. You know, they can, the shape of them, the sort of the, the texture, the yes. landscaping, <laughs> you know. And obviously if a cat finds that comforting, I can understand how a child A would. child, absolutely. But yeah, I just, I, okay. So we've spent a lot of time now on that. <laughs> but 
I already had that kind of like ickiness and Lysa Aaron yes. really dialed that up. Totally. To 11. No, absolutely. Um, I, I was comforted when I when they sort of said, oh, it was a prosthetic breast. Yes. But then I thought, well, who was I thinking it wouldn't be? Like, <laughs> I know, that's yeah. right. Exactly. Like, like they would do that to a child actor. Yeah, exactly. Let's <laughs> just traumatize this kid. But even so, even with a prosthetic one, that would have been quite a, you know, talking to that child actor's parents going, okay, yep. so he's... So what we need him to do Yeah, is... he's going to be like, does he like lollipops? How's his... What's his... <laughs> What's this kind of sort of sucking mandible action? I'm a bad person. I'm I'm a shocker. What were the auditions have been like? Yes. That's weird. Did you have to come in and convincingly <laughs> drain a prosthetic? Oh, oh. <laughs> we're kidding. Okay. We're bad people. No, no. Stu is a nice, upstanding citizen. I can feel I... us just just dancing along the edge of a cliff there, um, and I yeah. feel like we well, should. Well, okay. Let's. So, what else did you have that we had? We both had a Tyrion mention. We both had it. You didn't mention Joffrey. I didn't mention Joffrey. So That's interesting. I that think, is interesting. But, he, but I just mentioned a, Cersei. So. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, did we... And neither of us mentioned Jamie either. So that's interesting. Well, I said Bran out a window, which kind of referred oh, that's to the that's, whole... Oh, that's the That's the Jamie thing. That was a Jamie... Yes. Jamie! Now, there's an interesting character. I mean, look, this is quite a rambly podcast. We're probably not going to have any structure here, so just bear with us. But Jamie, <laughs> Jamie's an interesting study because he was a horrible... Horrible character. Oh, he was, yeah, yeah. In Absolutely. that first season. He he was all awful and just looked so pretty but was just full <laughs> arrogant and cruel yeah, and... Totally. Every bad thing. Uh, and then we really saw his, you know, his evolution. I think it was series three? Was that when he and Brienne were captured and he got his hand uh, chopped no, okay cat was... just jumped on the table hi cat can you yep yep no you're good yeah i know you want to be with us sweetie say meow say meow into the microphone meow. that wasn't you that was me say meow you gonna play ball no you're not gonna play ball <laughs> okay then when well, you're a jerk hey yeah you're a big jerk you're a big jerky jerk you're a big jerky jer- okay you can get down now the podcast may be interrupted by cats at certain points. <laughs> it's an occupational hazard. It is where I live. Uh, so, yes, I'm just getting... I've got all this spam bots and malware on my computer. When I first got an Apple, the whole thing was that, oh, you don't get viruses. I have so many viruses I now. feel like hackers took that as a challenge. Yeah. Because Apple got real smug about it at yeah. one stage. They were like, Screw oh, yeah. Screw you, hackers. Yeah. But also, you know, I guess that's your job, isn't it? Just to screw with everyone's lives. So... Um, <laughs> Yes, but Jamie had that evolution. And what other characters? Do, I mean, God, that's a, such a cliche, isn't it? They, they all evolved and changed, except for maybe they Cersei. Have arcs. Cersei has not changed. She's just at all. Gotten maybe <clears throat> a bit bitter. She just, she a bit just more keeps, bitter. Yeah, that's it. She just keeps. Well, yeah, bitter, I guess. But she won. Like, if you if In you look end, at it objectively, the long game. She yeah. only had to lose three kids to do it. That's but it. Hey. She lost all her kids. Yeah. Uh, blew up, <laughs> blew up half the city. Oh man. But she got there. She got there in the end. That was so good. Even though I, it's the thing about this show is that I should know what's coming. Like I should. Yeah. See what's coming, and even I, I was watching some clips, um, in prep for this, and one of them was like Jamie pushing Bran out of the window, and I think mm. I remember even then it not even occurring to me that he would actually push him out the window. And then yeah, he did well, it, and you're like, oh, yeah. my God, he did... Like, you didn't it, know what sort of show this was. I, I may be pretty, very dumb. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to lie about that. I'm not 
the smartest tool in the shed. Not at all. Oh, it's a sharp tool in the shed, isn't it? <laughs> I just proved my point. No. But I, I'm not necessarily the kind of person who's like, oh, yep, yeah, that's the murderer. That's the, you know, and, and so I... Well, see, but that can be good sometimes to just watch a show. Like, we, we overanalyze shows now. And I realize I say this on a podcast where we are doing exactly that. But... But there's a lot of ogling on this podcast. I mean, there's... Well, that's true. I suppose it's analytical ogling. <laughs> When John Snow what took are the his shirt off. Yeah. Of this, of this <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I do kind of sit back and let it wash over me a bit. But just to jump to another point, because I, I realise we are being quite rambly, but hopefully, you know, people are okay. I'm going to apologise a lot in this podcast, probably, and I'm sorry for this that. This is the season one one. Everyone um, knows season one. We can ramble a bit. It's fine. <laughs> so, how did you watch the show? Because I had the experience of watching the first episode, and. Enjoying it, but, you know, Greg from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast, as you would know, Mm. who's currently in Perth. um, Hi, Perth. He went to teach in Billa Wheeler and he was the guy who would kind of, you know, procure the episode. That was season one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 2011. So he went out to Billa Wheeler and I hadn't really, I think I'd enjoyed the show, but hadn't really gone, oh my God, it's amazing. I need to watch every episode. So he'd been getting a friend. Yeah. Dan from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast. <laughs> Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. I don't know if he'll listen to this because do you know he's not on my page? He's not on, on my Facebook page is this for Game some, of Thrones. Is this a whole thing? Or... Well, I only just realized it the other day where I was right. like, you're not on my page, are you? Like, <laughs> you never comment or any, you, you, you don't follow it, do you? And he's like, nope, spoilers. And I'm like... You could just watch the shows as they come out and <laughs> no, be no, part of the that. community. I, I understand. I understand you're upset, but I do understand where he's coming from Don't too. Don't back Dan I, over this. I'm not backing Dan. He's going to be saying, listening I to understand. this now. I empathise. So happy that we're talking about it. <clears throat> well, he, he does hey, Dan, say... Dan, guess what? You suck. <laughs> he does say that he loves the experience of a podcast that suddenly starts talking to him directly. Yeah. So that's interesting. So Dan, you suck. That's he- You're hearing it from me directly. <laughs> Everyone else, lovely. Um, no, but Dan would send Greg episodes of shows that he couldn't get access to because, yep. surprise, surprise, you know, high-speed internet and Billa Wheeler is... Not great. Not not yep. that easy to get. No. So he would, like, little parcel post out a USB with shows on it. So he was doing that, and I didn't know. And then my other friend, Simon... Isn't it amazing that 2011 can seem so long ago now? I know, right? <laughs> It's it's like this show has been my life through my 30s and yeah. it's I can't it's going to end next year and I'm not ready for well, maybe it. Maybe not. Maybe it won't. Maybe it'll we'll have one more year. We'll oh, that whole year. delay. Yeah, yeah, maybe. No, don't even say that's we like that's yep. like inviting trouble. Like, we'll get to that later. But um so my friend Simon who is a glorious bearded man he and he ha- he came over one day and brought over a hard drive, like full of all these shows. I must have yeah. said something about how I, you know, I'm not watching anything. So he came over with the hard drive He's full like, of these I'll shows. I'll fix that. And I found myself with one Saturday where I didn't have any commitments or anything on. And I said, I'm going to try watching this Game of Thrones show again. And so I put on, he had seven episodes on there, the first seven episodes. And so I started watching again. And by like ep three, ep four, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, just eating it up. Absolutely. And, and so I binged it. Mm. Um, I then worked out that there were two more episodes that I could procure. Yes. <laughs> Getting in so much trouble. Um, <laughs> and and that was eight and nine. So we know what happens at the end wow. of episode nine. Wow. Yep. I was an emotional wreck. Yes. 
going, oh my God. And so I was looking up, was that it? Because that does kind of feel like it could be a season ender. It feels like it might be, yeah, that's right. And what happens next. But I looked up and, oh, there's one more episode and it's airing this weekend. Can you imagine if that was the series finale? Like if they ended on that? Could you imagine if The Red Wedding was a series finale? You'd be a mess. That's incredible. You'd be a mess. Um, So I found out that, oh yeah, episode 10 is airing this weekend. So I didn't have to wait that long to see it. And so I was like, loved it. Greg came back for a visit or either came back from Billowilla or or something, but he hadn't seen eight and nine and 10 yet. Yeah. And so he didn't know about Ned Stark. Oh, wow. And I had to be like, yeah, no, it's really good. It's really, it's really amazing. Yeah, it's really good. I'm, you know, it's fine. <laughs> Try not to show any so, devastating emotion you were feeling. And the thing time. is, this is why I'm such a selfish person. I can't remember his reaction because I only really remember my reaction. But I'm pretty sure he had, he had a much more, like he was shocked and surprised, but not in the like, yeah. oh my God, <laughs> you know, completely overdramatic way that I was. He was yes. like, oh my God, he, you know, wow. Wow, what a shock. As opposed to, ah, well, yeah, ah. <laughs> which as we know from various reaction videos that I've since done, keeps happening that's right. <laughs> to me. Well, you engage with the show on a very emotional level and that's fine because that's what the show wants. The it's show wants you to... Primeval. Uh, it wants you to feel primordial. these feelings, these horrible, horrible yeah. feelings. Stop it. It's I don't terrible, want to have emotions. It's a terrible, terrible thing that it does to you every time. But I, um, a very dear friend of mine uh, last year, finally got into watching Game of Thrones. So, you know, Amy... Just I, last year. If I, just really? last oh, year. Wow. And she is an absolute convert, for which I'm very grateful. I'm not sure if she's, you know, read any of the recaps. Did, or she, did she the do podcast. the big binge or? She did a massive binge. Oh, awesome. Look, I think that she was amazing for doing that. I think it may have messed with her a bit because I think. Oh, wow. Well, I mean. <laughs> like, that's a lot of, that's a lot of nihilistic storytelling. It's, a, to, it's to six, six, 60 hours of, cause she was catching up. <laughs> when you say it like that. You know, I feel like it. It, it probably stressed, stressed, like, I don't know, maybe it, it didn't, but I, for me, I was like, I don't know if I could do that. Like, yeah, being able so to decompress much. and process what you've seen well, this is, is a key part of the experience. I, you know, a lot of people always say on my recaps or comment, there'll always be someone going, I wish they'd just release it all in one go and I can't wait for the next episode. And I'm yeah. like, no, no, it's a really important part of watching the show is having totally. that week to week yeah. to decompress as you say Absolutely. and absorb it and then kind of go in ready for the next one and, yeah. and have those it's, like I'd be out of a last... job as a recapper if it was a binge show yeah well yeah absolutely. because you know people watch it at all different times and this fantastic community around the show wouldn't exist if it was a binge show I think totally yeah yeah, yeah. and it's it's the last show like that which makes me sad because it, it comes out in big chunks and that's great for, yeah. if you like that show you get a whole lot of it all at once but then you Eat it too quickly, yeah. and well, it just and this goes. Is the thing, this is the thing with me, and one of the reasons why I enjoyed our rewatch of series one is that because I did binge it, there was so much that came back, and I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, this bit and this bit." And I this totally bit, skipped over that, yeah, which absolutely. I've now, you know, probably forgotten again. But <laughs> you know, I only started the recaps then in series two because I enjoyed the show so much, I, and, and recaps were starting to be a thing, mm. and I was trying to desperately keep my personal blog alive with content. <laughs> Um, that I thought, well, this would be good if I try and do it, you know, and they became these bizarrely sprawling, you know, mm. 2,000 word. I, I, I don't mean to say this is a disparage to you, but a recap's still a thing, like now? Because um, they were, when, when you started this, 
they were a massive deal. They like, really like, people come were in. recapping all over the place. Yeah. And I feel like they don't do that a lot anymore. I Maybe don't know. because of streaming. Maybe because people are getting all the series at once. Yeah, and you tend to have someone go, here's a series review. Yeah. Like yeah. someone will go binge House of Cards and then go, you know, this is what happened here or this yeah. is I think that it still happens for things like MasterChef or you know, there seems to be okay. probably a bit of yeah. market still in that kind of reality TV. Sure. But it is harder for a drama. It, it, yeah, it, I mean, I've been trying to do American Gods, which is a week to week. It so is a week to week. It, it does fill into that. I just haven't been as disciplined because it's. I realized that I developed the love of Game of Thrones, the yeah. obsession with it. So going into series two, I was like, "Yep, I'm on this. I want to be a part of it." Yeah. Um, whereas. Uh, American Gods, I'm still kind of sliding into. Yeah, and it's, it's a weirder show. I mean, I know that sounds really strange to say, <laughs> but it's a weirder show than Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, for all its, like, you know, for all its fantasy elements and everything else, it's a very standard, like, setup. Like, like, like everything good about guys, it. Good guys, bad guys. Good guys, bad guys. Yeah. Intrigue. Machinations. Machinations, all that stuff. Mm. Um, it's, it's a lot of stuff that you can very easily get a handle on. American Gods is all over the place in a good way. But yeah, but I just haven't got that sort of, sort of sucked in feeling yet. Yeah, so totally. I'm hoping that because um, I've got to catch up, I'm, I'm sort of halfway through a season three recap, which I'm hoping to finish this week. Mm. And then if I have a bit of time to kind of sit down and watch more episodes and just have yeah. absorb them and, and get into it, because I don't, I don't mind it. I feel like at this stage of it where I've watched three episodes, I'm kind of getting like a True Blood vibe from it. A bit of a oh, true okay. blood. Oh, that's, that's yeah. an interesting comparison. Actually. Um, that's interesting. I don't. I'm, I haven't been able to actually sort of clarify exactly why. I think it's probably the sex scenes, but <laughs> it is. It is very, very sex oriented. Well, there's actually no. I, it's not necessarily sex orientated. Certainly not in the way Game, Game of Thrones is. But sex features very heavily in it, yeah. as well as sudden and shocking violence. Yes. So the violence, though, I feel like is very stylized in American yes. Gods. Like the yeah, blood yeah, is is that really rich. They do a lot in slow motion, desaturated or oversaturated color palettes. Yeah. Um, you know, the blood drips from things in, totally, in yeah. a very shiny look, food color. And maybe, maybe way. for that reason, like it's reminding you of True Blood, which yeah. had a very similar aesthetic. Actually, yeah. now that I'm thinking about it. That's, so I, that's kind of I feel I like it's a connection. That's actually a very yeah, a I, bit I, of a bastard brother or something of, mm. of of True Blood. And True Blood was high camp, and I don't, True Blood was so camp. I don't think that. American Gods is high camp, but I, there's just elements of it that yeah. are totally. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very slow and measured so far. As yeah. I say, I'm only three episodes in, so I've got three more to get through. Um, but you know, I think coming into Game of Thrones in series two, I was like committed. Whereas yeah. coming into a new show and it takes yeah. a while to build exactly. that up. You don't, you, so, don't, you don't know the characters, you don't know the world. Well, like. I wanted to recap Outlander. <laughs> Um, yes. Have you watched Outlander at all? I have not yet. So yeah. I wanted to, and I, I watched the first episode. I think I was homesick and I watched the first episode and thought, okay, I might try bashing mm. out a bit of a recap. Yeah. Then something happened with my computer. It froze and I went, okay, well, I'll, I'll go watch the second episode. And then all of a sudden I was just binging. Like it was, <laughs> it, it, it was really interesting <laughs> and ticked a lot of my boxes. Uh, <laughs> if you know the guy who plays Jamie Fraser in that show, he ticks a lot of boxes. <laughs> Very handsome, red-headed Scottish man. Really, yep. So, um, uh, yeah, and then... He's not a Jon Snow type. He's a very different... 
very different. Uh, no, well, type. he's not. He's not breeding. No, but he looks really good with his shirt off right. and has it off a lot more. There we are. A yeah. lot more. Okay, because he's got. To see the appeal. He's got. Um, you know all these uh, whip whipping bruises and scars on his yes. back from yeah, yeah. where he's been. You know, terrorized by mm. evil Blackjack Randall, the who British. is. Tobias Menzies, who oh, is yes, Ed Murtelli. Right. Yes, that's right. Exactly. So he then he you know went off to to do, go be an Outlander, <clears throat> and can I say, his character is probably worse than Ramsay Bolton. Wow. It is a big call, but he does some pretty messed up stuff that rivals or out messes up Ramsay Bolton, wow. and I don't say that lightly. Ramsay <clears throat> Bolton. Ramsay boo his Bolton. Boo his Bolton. The most screwed up character I'd ever encountered. And then there's Blackjack Randall and it's like, whoa, that's, whoa, okay. That is a big call. It's, I'll have to, it's pretty intense. What happens near the end of the first series is right, pretty okay. intense. And I binged it so quickly that I, I feel like I could go back and kind of do recaps on each episode. Yeah. And then I haven't um, gone back to series two. Oh, sorry. I tell a lie. I've watched like one episode of series two, which yeah. is now on Netflix, but I haven't gone back to it. Cause I was like, no, I really should go back to season one and try to work on a recap. So I will ask you, Stu, how did you watch game of Thrones season one? Well, I, I got in on the ground floor because I, as you know, Nat, am a big fan of fantasy fiction. Really? You would never think that to look at me, but I am. <laughs> I've made that joke before and I'll make it again. <laughs> but the, so, you know, have I, you ever cosplayed though? I, um, as a no. fantasy, as no, a I, fantasy type. No, I don't think I have. I've dressed up for like, you know, yeah, yeah. costume parties and things. Well, I don't think you, I've ever gone to Didn't you to go like... to the Abbey tournament dressed as Captain America? Or yes, Thor? but that was... Uh, dressed as Captain America, but, was... but that was more as, as a joke. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I feel like the, good, the two, the two fandoms cancel each other out. <laughs> so I feel, I feel like I was, a, you know, it was a very much like sort of above thing. But anyway, um, that, that was... I, I, I went one year as Captain America and then the following year as Elvis, <laughs> the king. And so I I went the year as Captain America. This is before the Marvel movies came out. Yeah, yeah. And the hisses of disapproval <laughs> from the, the people who were dressed in like full medieval garb. The judgment. At this, at the, the, the judgment <laughs> of a man dressed in like bright blue spandex is quite something to behold. But then... The following year to go back dressed as Elvis in like the rhinestone jumpsuit and like the wig with the hair and the glasses, people loved it. Oh, like, wow. Like absolutely loved it. Everyone was getting photos with me. It was a whole thing. Hail and to I the just king. find that's really interesting. Hail to the king. It's really strange. Anyway, yeah, yeah. That's a really weird digression. But, but you've but not gone to like a hobbit as a gone as a I've hobbit never dressed a... up as like yeah. a dark elf or something. No, yeah. no, that's, no. that's not a, a thing. No. That, Only... that would be too nerdy, even for me. <laughs> um, not to you know, no shade full, at people. Full credit to the people who do yeah. cosplay because some of it is outstanding. Oh, it's amazing! But it's yeah, amazing. Uh, it's a combination. I'm one of those nerds who just is way too lazy to actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather just go along and see all the nice things people have done. Yeah, well, I went to uh, last month. Um, no, month before April, I went to the Jane Austen Festival in yes, Canberra. Yes, I saw that. That was very good. And did some performance there. Which is exceedingly nerdy in its own special way. And, and I love that. I love the, I love people who get They were full little, on. Yeah. Like, I had gotten my mum to make me a dress because I like to <laughs> bully my parents. Uh, well, it was her fault. She just said, oh, I bought a sewing machine. I'm going to try sewing again. And I was like, well, if you want to make me something, <laughs> you could do... Anyway, um... But they, you know, a lot of the women there had different dresses for every sort of day. Yeah. 
or if they had a day dress and then they had an evening dress for the balls and they had made like i was talking to one woman who said oh this year i've done the whole thing i've done the undergarments and the corset as well as the the dress and you know the hats and a huge amount of detail and absolutely they all looked fantastic (laughs) and i felt like a bucket of shit you know like I was like, I have to get on this. You know, like, I, I, you got to lift your game. I got to lift my game. That's I've it. Gotta, I can't even sew a button. That's how <laughs> bad I am at sewing. And it's one of those things that I have a, quite a fancy at being good at. Yes, you know, like, absolutely. Oh, I have a fancy at being have good a fancy. at. I'd love to be. I, I make my own costumes and all that sort of thing, and learn how to fun. disguise all the bits that fun. I want to disguise. And then, no, I just don't have the patience. So anyway, but. Yeah, they were incredibly nerdy, incredibly detailed. Oh, awesome. Um, That's really but good. But yes, how do we get onto this? Nerds. Nerds. Dressing up. Dressing up. As dark elves. Coming back to me. So, I mean, like, so the, so I I found, I was just about to start reading the books because I, I I was aware of them. I knew what they were and they were, they were very popular and I was like, oh, okay, well, that, that, that's next on the list because I've always got like a pile of books I have to read. I have to read because yeah. my brain does weird things. But just before I was going to do it, I heard that they were making a TV show. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe this time I'll just watch the TV show. Maybe mm. I'll, I can, put, I can t- cross them off the list of books I have to read and I'll yeah. just watch the TV show. And I'm so glad I did because it meant that I could experience the TV show as a TV watcher and yeah. not a book reader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we've, we've made the distinction many times, like book readers went in with all this foreknowledge. So it was a totally different experience. To watch Game of Thrones with fresh eyes is so awesome. Mm. To have watched it and to have experienced all those plot points and and the the Mm. characters for the first time on screen. It's been great. It's been fantastic. To have have those big revelations happen as a visual drama Absolutely. and that's look that's not to take away from book readers because no no i remember I am a book reader i yeah, read books but i i i did an interview i remember after the red wedding um and i was at bt at the time and i, I they asked me to do a story like on reaction of how people yeah. felt about the red wedding and i spoke to a friend of mine paul who works down at ace comics and games in brisbane city yes. hello paul I don't know that he listens but he i interviewed him and he wasn't watching the tv show at all I don't think. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not sure. But anyway, but he was a book reader, so he said when he read it in the books, he threw the book at the wall. I've heard that that reaction. He was so upset by, you know, the Red Wedding that he threw the book at the wall. So, yes, you would experience those moments in the book and they would be horrifying. I get it. But I am kind of glad that I experienced it as a visual. Absolutely, because it's a totally different experience to read something on a page and then Mm. to see it acted out on screen is Mm. two totally different things. And I'm so glad I wasn't tempted to go into reading the books to find out ahead of time. Yeah. Um, because a lot of people were. I mean, can you imagine if you had watched the first series and then sort of dived into then, the books and like, it gets so much worse. Or, or or just not like so much extra. I mean, I think having gone back and read the first book, it's a pretty faithful adaptation of the first book. Like yeah. it's pretty on point. Absolutely. I think the only thing that I remember from that first book that's not in the series is Tyrion getting up to the Eyrie. It's like yeah. this whole process journey that takes That's two it. days or something because it's so hard to get into yeah. and all this stuff. Whereas in the it TV will, show, he's just there. They just do it. Uh, but again, that was literally just filler that they could remove and I see why they did it. But sure. everything else, I was like, this has pretty much got it spot on. Yeah, absolutely. And after that, they've you know started chopping and changing and altering and that kind of thing. Um, but I'm so glad I didn't go into reading book two because totally. I, didn't, I didn't know if, like, would I have kept, 
done recaps or something had I not had that ability to be surprised and to be That's it, exactly. Spoiled. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would be it would be a totally different experience yeah. to then go in and just be like, oh, okay, well, now I know what's going to happen. Yeah, and I'm so glad that I don't. And I, <laughs> I wonder now how book... Actually, it was funny. I'm I, um, slight, small spoiler. I've, I've done a uh, bit of a... Oh, back in late April, I did a bit of a photo shoot with my very good friend, oh. Aurelie, and uh, my other friend, Amy, who is uh, an excellent costumer. And Aurelie is a photographer. And so we've done a little bit of a, a photo shoot. Oh, very nice. Um, Tasteful, of, I hope. Um, yes, <laughs> of course. Um, but anyway, it may involve cats. I'm of just course, saying. Of but um, <laughs> sizzle. So, uh, of course, Amy has never watched Game of Thrones. And Aurelie has only read the books because she was really interested. This, oh, right. this, all these people were talking about Game of Thrones, but she doesn't like violent movies and violent TV. Right. So she decided to read the books. And I was like, why would you do... I'm very understanding. Why would you do that? <laughs> but that was her choice and she really liked it. So for a while there, totally. she was ahead of everyone else and was oh, kind wow. of... So she's married to Dan from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast. Yes. Hello, you Dan. suck, Dan. Um, so he... Uh, was only watching the TV series. So she, yes. so for a while, he would send me texts going, orally just read about Ned Stark or, you know, and and, uh, and that was quite funny. But then she overtook and us. And then the text stopped. So she knew right. and then was like, oh, yeah, no, what's going to happen? Oh, what happened in this episode, Dan? You know, so she knew. <laughs> um, so there I was doing this photo shoot with them and we're talking about, and I made, I, I think I dropped some big spoiler about, season six yeah not that amy really cared because she's never watched it so she was like what but then Aurelie was like what was it and i was like nothing oh shit no i just i can't remember what i said but i realized Isn't that oh, a horrible feeling she's only up to season she hasn't been to season six because that book hasn't come totally out yeah she's absolutely. waiting for that and i'm like surely at that point you would just go okay <laughs> that book's never coming out just watch the show was but that she, um was it hodor or was it Possibly, Might or been, possibly yeah. Jon Snow being alive. Ah, yeah, yeah, true. Um, I hope she's not listening. Oh, spoilers, by the way. Spoilers. So spoilers. Many spoilers. That, isn't that a given at this Jeez. point? I <laughs> hope so. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Um, it, it is, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> season one, I think maybe just as we start to wrap up this long and rambling podcast, I think season one, one of the reasons why it got me in, because I don't mind fantasy, but I'm not a huge fan. You know, I oh, saw the Lord yeah. of the Rings movies. I like them okay enough, but I'm not, you know, I don't speak elf. Sure. Sure. Um, and I'm, I'm not a huge fantasy reader. I've read mm. a couple of fantasy books maybe, but not, you know, I... I didn't start on the Robert Jordan Wheel of Time journey no, because yes. well, no, neither have I. That's that's one of my yeah. one of my mountains to climb is to finally read the Wheel of Time. And but. I think why I loved it is because I do love history and medieval sure. history, and yeah, so and it, it does that sort of first that season had that feel of medieval. You know, one of the things my grandmother kept asking me was, "When is this set? What what year is this? Yeah. What year?" And I was like, "It's kind As of it's... not a. It's you know, <laughs> it's like modern day, but in that world." And, yes, uh, exactly. So the fact that it was about politics and intrigue and battle and that kind of thing Absolutely. is what drew me in. And it, and it was about the return of magic to a non-magical world. Yeah, that's it. And so exactly. by the time, you know, Danny's dragons hatch there at the end, yeah. you're like, well, I'm on board with this. That's it. Exactly. You know, it's not ridiculous. It's, <laughs> it's actually, it's actually a feature, not a bug at that point. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. oh, okay. This is about what happens to a 
you know, a dull, dreary, non-magical world when, yeah, oh, when the magic's back. Suddenly dragons. The good around. magic and the bad magic. You know, yeah. it's all the juju is... It all comes back. Firing. So... Um, and that's what makes the book so revolutionary as well because they do sort of... They're, they're like the anti-Tolkien almost. Okay. Where mm. Tolkien was... And, and therefore all of fantasy was mm. always about... You know, heroes having victories. Back in and- the past, like thousands of years ago, things were awesome and there was huge magic and, you know, everything was great. And, you know, over over the time, magic has faded and, and we're all living in the shadows of the past. And that was because modern fantasy basically aped Tolkien for a long, long time. Yeah. That was what all fantasy was about. And so what Martin was doing was basically completely inverting that trope and saying, no, 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 this is a completely normal, non-magical world where suddenly magic appears. Magic's yeah. back. And you have dragons and white walkers and things, and that's mm. really interesting. It's and it's one of the one of the little ways that the show is just really nicely subversive. Yeah. But you're right in that a lot of what the show did was just sneak in the fantasy stuff. Yeah. For people who would not never watch a show like that. Yeah. You know, like to to people who would actually actively avoid a show like that, it mm. sort of tricked them into mm. watching. That with like, oh, no, no, it's really interesting. And he has all these cool characters. And it's not about like dragons and elves and, and shooty wizards and things. It's yeah. about it's about like political intrigue and, and you know, family. Rivalries and, and, and rivalries. factions. Yeah. And and, births, and deaths by the and marriages by the time and bastard children. By the time they spring those dragons on you, you're hooked. You're it's done. a good, uh, good resolution to a series though. Yeah. One of the best kind of cliffhangers. Oh, absolutely. Because as, as we were talking about, you know, Ned Stark, imagine that as the end of the series and that was like a devastating end but then the end the actual end was Danny's dragons being Absolutely, reborn yeah. um, which is a hell of a way to end a series That's, yeah as a mission statement just sort of like hey this is what we're all about beautiful nude woman dragons like <laughs> it's it's a, a very pure encapsulation of the show <laughs> <laughs> nude woman dragons yes game of thrones game of thrones um so yeah what else about season one did i want to talk about What's that Ian McShane quote? Tits and dragons. That's what it's about. <laughs> I love Ian McShane. I can't believe he's 74. He is. And he's in American Gods now, of course. And he's so craggy. He's so mm. wonderfully craggy. <laughs> I'm so jealous of men because you can just age and you get these beautiful craggy like faces full of character. And well, you're just like, some men. And then, you know, and then I'm just like, <laughs> oh, God. I just, it's I just all... did a hashtag not all men. I just realized. <laughs> 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 Not all men. Um, and what do you recall about the sort of any controversies? Because I know initially there was a there was problematic stuff with Danny and Carl because you know their relationship obviously there to was, begin with was not yeah. consensual, and and the fact that she came to love him quite quite strongly was quite a controversial plot point for some people. I think they, yeah. they really reacted quite badly to that. Yeah. Um, and just the level of violence and, and nudity in the yeah. show seemed to really turn people off. That's right. It was initially. the coining of sex position. Sex position. It was, the, it was the show that sex yeah. position was in. Littlefinger's infamous Little scene. Finger. We didn't even mention Littlefinger. Oh, my God. He wasn't on either of our lists. No, that's it. But he was a massive part of the first season. And, yeah, like, like he literally would have these giant speeches set to two women naked writhing around yeah. like that was literally what would what would happen at multiple it is funny points. going back and looking at that and you're like wow that's <laughs> they were very blatant about it in the first series yeah they've, they've gotten a lot better at it yeah like threading that Dialed through it back. yeah absolutely but I, I think you know and one of the other reasons i think i like the show is because i like, i really love and i've always loved shows with strong female characters sure. um and i'm i mean because i was a xena fan 
seen her forever. Have you seen um, the new Wonder Woman movie? Just to go on a completely I have different... not seen the new Wonder Woman movie. We'll talk about I it am, in this podcast. I am waiting <laughs> to see it. Um, I don't know. I might be able to get to it this weekend, but I've got stuff on like every night and I want to see it. I am very excited about it. I'm glad that it's getting such good reviews. I, I, I am very happy about that. I... You know, Xena, obviously, 90s, doing it all. Absolutely. But then one day, it has a a strong Xena vibe. Oh, man, I'm all over that. There's all Xena stuff. But I, I, and so I, and I was always, and you know, Stu, you know, part of our friendship is built on our rivalry about Xena and Buffy. One of our earliest, I think, well, I don't know if we podcasted it, but we wrote it up. I don't think podcasting was a thing then. Oh, no, it would have been, but we just didn't think of that. But we did a, we sat down and watched the Xena musical episode and the Buffy musical episode and like had an argument over which was better. And obviously I won with the Xena episode. Um, (laughs) Is that how it shook out? I'm not sure. Pretty sure sure that's how it happened. I guess it was your blog, so that was the home home advantage. um, I have always loved, and I, you know, I enjoyed Buffy. I like Buffy. I always, Mm. I think we'll probably prefer, you know, the Xena vibe, but I I have no, no compunctions with Buffy as a series. But I, I did find that everything Joss Whedon did was kind of that same vibe. It was like kick-ass female characters, kick-ass female characters. And what I liked about Game of Thrones is that it portrayed the role of women as quite faithful to what it would have been like in a medieval-esque society. Yeah, absolutely. For a lot of women. Women were married off by men to other Mm. men. Women were sexually assaulted in ways that we would not countenance Absolutely. now as, but in a, it, but seen as quite a fine thing to do back then. And what I liked was the way they um, turned all that stuff around and showed you how the female characters that we've come through that series mm. deal with that. And some d- don't, some are horrendously abused and, and, and left to die. Absolutely, Others yeah. are able to somehow work with it. And I totally. think that's something I've always liked about the show because it doesn't, it is challenging in that way. And yeah. I, I don't want my drama to be sanitized and that every woman is able to kick ass and knock a guy's head off. No, totally. Absolutely. I don't want that. That to me, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've gotten older. Um, You know, I love Brienne of Tarth. I love that that character exists. I love her. Yeah. Um, I love that Danny has a physical power in, in the form of her dragons. Yeah. I love that Sansa has... Her journey, and just to go back to her journey in season one, she mm. was horrible. She was we so all hated Sansa, had, and, she, and with good reason because she was horrible. She was a nasty, spiteful, entitled little brat. Totally. And then she got screwed over royally, and then we started to see that kind of change and that misery yeah. she was dumped into. And she was a victim character for a long time, mm. but she has come through it. And I in season one though, Tyrion does see in her. A little flickering. Yeah, well, he he has that he has that moment where he stops her being beaten by Meryn Trant. Yeah, and you know Joffrey's guards are just beating her because Rob beat them in war, Hmm. and so they're taking it out on Sansa, and he's like, "What the hell?" You know, and I I love that her journey is one of survival and of pragmatism and. You know, that kind of, I love Arya. I love that Arya has had this little whippersnipper, whippersnipper, whippersnapper kind of, <laughs> this is what I'm going to be, that she's had this very determined idea yeah, of, of what she wants to do and has followed that. And I love that Sansa has had her expectations of what she would be completely turned on their head. That's it. And But she's adapted to her changing yeah, circumstances. Yeah, and I, I don't know, I just find that kind of stuff, it's, it's harder. It is harder to see bad things happen to no, characters right. and to see... Bad things happen to female characters, but I don't know that it follows that it's 
promoting things or I, I think it's challenging. And no, I think, totally. And I think, I think the show meant to do that. I, I think that they course corrected a tiny bit yeah, over the series. I think they, they definitely took on board feedback from yeah, absolutely. certain sequences. You know, but but they, they definitely, like one of the, the subtle underlying themes of the whole show has been women dealing with this stuff mm. and, and, and the ways women gain power in a, in a world ruled by men. Mm. And I feel like in the first season, that wasn't necessarily clear because we didn't have the whole picture. Yeah. You know, it's something that's become very apparent yeah. as we move through the seasons, especially these last couple of seasons. And part of that is, is a, a side effect of that course correction. But certainly that was always built into the show. Those mm. plots were always there. They, they knew that this was going to be a long-running theme in the show is yeah. how women take back power from men in a world where the entire systems are set up for men to subjugate them. Yeah, yeah exactly and and that didn't necessarily shine through in the first series and the show kind of got hammered a little bit for that mm. and perhaps a little bit unfairly you know like, like we can look back now at season one's sex position and sort of go yeah that's a little bit gratuitous yeah like, that's absolutely there. that's there literally for carrot and stick you know <laughs> like you know here's a bunch of information but, but also we'll give you boost. yeah and what i hope is that if people are watching it um, and getting invested in the characters, they're kind of taking on board subconsciously or consciously some of those messages about how sure. life is different for men and women in, mm. in some cases. And the other thing that I want to stress is that I remember doing recaps in series two or three about, um, I, I think I did one, might've been series two when it was still on my blog, one about how the world treats women and the mm. follow-up one, the next one, because in that particular episode, there seemed to be lots of shit that happened to a lot of female characters. Yeah. The next one, there was just lots of shit that happened to a lot of male characters. And I wanted to stress that, you know, life isn't a joy pot for a lot of men. or Most men, <laughs> most men were treated as they were soldiers. They were dispensable. They were guards. Yeah, they were, exactly. you know, they were, they were screwed over mightily as well. Totally. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying that the, the weapons used against them are different to those of women. So women, you have that sexual assault angle and that subjugation angle, which is not, it's not, it's, I'm not trying to say that they're equal. I'm just trying to say that they're different. And I, I liked seeing that, that difference. I felt, I felt challenged by that. And, um, you know, I, I love to picture myself as wonder woman, um, being able to go and like, bust heads and kick ass yeah. but I'm not strong I'm not I am not <laughs> like I, I don't know how to fight I don't know how to wield a sword or do high kicks so finding ways of asserting power that isn't just Buffy like I was yes. born with magic powers boom can kick everyone's ass sure you know to me that was a little bit well that's convenient for you but what about everyone else absolutely yeah. who's not that and that, I think that's one of the reasons why Sansa has become one of my dearest characters is just because of totally, that. Totally, yeah. Um, because and why of a lot growth. of people turned around on her too, because like, yeah, people hated her in season one, and now yeah. she's she's a fan favorite. Mm. And it's because of that. It's because she sort of adapted to her changing circumstances have you, and came out on top. Have you seen? There's a picture now. that I think Entertainment Weekly have done a big article on it, which I haven't read yet. But there's a picture of like Arya, Sansa, John, and. Brand, yeah, the, the Stark family the Starks reunion in a, in a photo, <laughs> which I don't know if that'll happen in the actual show, but there's a photo of it. Wouldn't it be great? And there's one where like John is holding Arya up, and they're all smiling, and they look so happy. And I was like, oh, my heart, you know. And I was like, oh. <laughs> well, because you forget that like these people essentially grew up together. Yeah, like, definitely. It's like the Harry Potter kids; like they they grew yeah. up together, like they're friends. They're their childhood friends. It's great. Yeah, it's great to see. Um. So and. 
you know, Jon Snow, I guess. He's a thing. We, we haven't really talked about Jon no, Snow. No, I know. I'm, see, um, I'm not that obsessed. People no. think I'm obsessed. <laughs> for some reason. Uh, yes, well, I think that uh, he was just sort of broody and... He had a lot of. Um, Did he have? A, he had. He had he, one he shirt had a lot scene. of. Yeah. Well, they. It was he, Rob, and Theon getting that's, shaved that's right, for yes. the big banquet scene mm-hmm. at the start. Yeah. Um, but you know that was as long as you can get a screenshot is all I say. <laughs> <laughs> and, but he had a lot of. You know, he was quite arrogant and introspective, but still arrogant, and had a lot of shit knocked out of him at the wall with his yes. training and yeah, yeah. being told he was a steward, not a ranger, and. He wanted to go out and oh, fight right. White yeah. Walkers, and just on White Walkers too. We didn't. We saw White Walkers or Whites at the very start of Episode One in that incredibly yep. crazy long pre-title sequence yes, that they. That's I don't right, think yeah. ever did. Ag- don't think did again. They, they at least did, for a while. They, yeah, they, they've done one other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we saw the kind of creepy kids with the blue eyes and that kind yes. of thing. Yeah. But I don't think we saw a White Walker at all. Uh, we did, um, just in very, very far away. There, there was like one. Oh, one sort of through yeah. the trees. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But then was it at the very end of season one that we saw them again? Or did we not see them again until season two? I, yeah, I, I don't remember seeing them again in season one. Oh, it must have been season two because that's when they went. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah. So we'll be talking about them When they week. went out beyond the wall. Absolutely. Wow. So yeah, so that's the thing. That, that whole thread of the White Walkers it's slow was, still, burn, isn't it? That's it was crazy. still very much a... They're in the past and the White Walkers. Yes. The White Walkers. <laughs> Which, of course, in the books were the Others, I think, or something. They they're, were, they're yeah, the others, yeah. But that would be too weird. So you mm. needed to be more clear in yeah. the TV shows than the White Walkers. <laughs> well, anyway, um, I also just want to thank, as we wrap up, I went to Sydney over the weekend and um, had a bit of a meet-up. Um, yeah. put, the, put the call out to see if any... Sydney people wanted to catch up and two people came two people came which was awesome so thank you to Keith and Carolyn if you listen um, I can't remember if you said if you did or not I, maybe but yes so thank you so much for coming and I didn't feel like a total loser sitting at a hotel <laughs> by myself um, but other people it's weird because I put on there I was like going to Sydney and then all these people were like oh we didn't know you were coming and I was like but I oh I didn't want to pester that will, people. That will always happen. I didn't want to pester people event. too much because I've pestered everybody totally. and was like, okay, guys, only three hours now, two more hours and I'm meet up. <laughs> How many people are coming? And then no one turned up. I would cry. Like I would, you know, you have to understand about me. I'm quite sensitive about that kind of stuff. So I would have cried and thankfully two people turned up. So I didn't have to. But, Absolutely. Um, Keith and Carolyn were lovely. I'm really sure lovely, were. really lovely people. They're Carolyn podcast, re- podcast listeners and uh, recap readers. Yeah, so, of course so that was super people. sweet. So um, thank you so much. We've now tracked about an hour of podcasting. Ooh. <laughs> um, but hey, if people want to listen, they can listen. I have some of my favorite podcasts are like two hours long now. So I'm right. like, <laughs> fair enough. I just get in the car, drive, listen. So I guess you, I'll see you next week and we will, will talk about season two. We will as we count down to count this down to shortened, it. delayed, but still... Oh, going to be awesome seven episodes and i'm so sad about that i know it's delayed and we get less but yeah. apparently we're getting longer episodes as well yeah so that'll be good but be careful out there guys because see that means like a even more intensive like recapping yeah because the episodes will be do? longer and i'll be like oh my god <laughs> i'm gonna be so tired but you've got to be real careful out there because i don't know whether you've run across any spoilers yet but we we're in the situation now where we're basically book readers again because most of the plot for this coming season has leaked online. Has it? And apparently it's pretty accurate. Like, See, now I haven't read 
any of that. Neither like, have I, I. You know, Neither people say right clear of it. People send me um, or tag me in Game of Thrones kind of stories or yeah, articles yeah, yeah. and things like that, and I do go and have a look. Um, and I've watched, you know, some YouTube um, kind of theories, and yeah. I watched this guy who did this amazing breakdown of the trailer after I did my little recap of the trailer, and I watched this guy who did a video breakdown of it, and he had stills and everything, and I was like, <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am incompetent compared we, to this. We get together so, and natter into a microphone. I know. These people are so... And they have it up like within a couple of days of the of the trailer coming out and they've got <laughs> it all downloaded and inserted and oh my God. So I... Um, yes, what was the point of what I was saying? Uh, yes, I, I see those kinds of things and I see the odd article, but I, I haven't... I don't seek out no, yeah, stuff to read I. because I... you know Because you can run across... And some sites are better than others. Like some sites will be like, hey... We're going to talk about spoilers here, so don't don't read any yeah. further if you don't want to be spoiled. Other sites will put it in the headline. They'll be like, yeah. "Hey, this happened this week," or yeah. "We think this is going to happen in Game of Thrones." So and I'm here's pretty, why. yeah. I guess I'm pretty lucky that I have, I've just been too lazy to look out, <laughs> like to try and find that stuff because I, I do like to absorb it as it comes sure. to me. You yeah, know, yeah. I don't, but I don't mind. I've never actually been a big person to worry about spoilers. I've always been. I used to always read the last couple of pages of a book before I finished it. You monster. I know, right? <laughs> but I never, I never, I just like to see how it concluded. So then I was like, oh, yep, cool. It, whether it was bad or good, I didn't mind. I just like to know. It's like filling in a picture. Well, someone, I think it was maybe a Joan Rivers quote or Mel Brooks or someone who said, you know, I, I, I re- always read the last page first. So if I die before I finish the book, I know how it ends. I thought that was quite a fun <laughs> quote, but um, I don't ever, I'm no, never a huge one for spoilers. So yeah. if I have the odd thing that happens with this i'm like oh okay yeah that's fine and i generally have because i've got such a bad memory have forgotten about it by the sure. time <laughs> <laughs> well yeah because all the speculation happens so far out now especially with the yeah. series that it's like uh, so can I'm, you even remember what people were saying and like, because i'm trying to do like american gods recaps and stuff i'm just i'm not it all too, blurs together i'm not sitting there every day going what's new in game of thrones now i have to know i just have this kind of <laughs> like come on hurry up time but i don't want to i don't want to spoil it like the experience is so special totally that i don't want to spoil it by being too knowledgeable ahead of time <laughs> and i just i don't know i i don't know if you've noticed you but like i write my recaps from a very emotional place no. and i don't <laughs> they're so analytical and, and <laughs> shut know, up level-headed i try to be analytical <laughs> No, no. I try you, to put analysis throw, in there, but it's, it's covered over by a lot of dick jokes. That, like, exactly. That's, exactly. That's how it goes. That's, so, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to our ramblings, and we will see you next week for season duh. Season duh. Of well, what's season two Dothraki? Duh? Oh, yeah. Where's my book? I've got a, I've got a Dothraki, learned Dothraki book here, which, like everything I have, I haven't used. But, um, yes, I should find that out. So, we now have to do our sign-off, which, as I remember, I think I say, Valamogulis! Winter is here!